In the political establishment system, the people are represented by two separate groups in name, but part of the same political bird. You have Republicans who fail when given the lead and compromise, and every turn. You then have Democrats, the oldest racist party in America, bent on creating lifetime government dependency. Wayne, Hutch, and JR will keep you updated and informed with these stories. Senator, I, every week I get briefed by my team, sometimes two or three times a week, on this situation uh, with the unaccompanied migrant kids and where we stand. I've never heard that number of 85,000. I don't know where it comes from, okay. and uh, so I can't attest. I, I, I would say I, it doesn't sound at all to be realistic, and what we do is we try to follow up as best we can with these kids. Uh, Congress has given us certain authorities. Our authorities essentially end the moment we have found a suitable sponsor to place that child with. We try to do some follow-up, but neither the child or the sponsor is actually obligated to follow up with us. And, and we make every effort to follow up with them as best we can. Richard Blanco uh, returned to a poem he wrote from the second inaugural of Barack and Me. A poem, one today, it says, And always one moon like a silent drum tapping at every rooftop and every window on every, in, of every county. Country. Let me start this over again. I'm getting so intimidated by being here. <laughs> and always one moon, like a silent drum, tapping on every rooftop and every window of one country, county, county, all of us facing the stars. Hope, a new constellation, waiting for us to map it, waiting for us to name it together. <laughs> The United States. This is America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The, the, the truth is, its cruel symptoms can strike anyone. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's go! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on? You are watching Wayne Dupree. Oh, wait, hold on. You know what? Hatch, take it away. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, President Kamala Harris comes uh, to mind after that intro. I don't, Jason, uh, how you doing? Jason from Minnesota. Hey, top of the morning, Hutch. How you doing? Joe Biden loses the battle against a teleprompter yet again. It's getting worse every day. This guy, I'm telling you, he ain't going to last two years. There's no way he's going to, he's going to be incapacitated one of these times he comes in front of that camera and they're going to have to come get him. You know, it, it's interesting because on a uh, couple nights a week, we go visit my father-in-law in memory care. And uh, like, it, it's funny because like there's 10, 15 guys, there's a community area. And I wander around there talking to the guys and chatting it up with them. And I think most of them who are under medical care for memory issues have have more going on than watching our president speak. It reminds me of of watching my dog get too old. No, oh, I got one of those. You know, finally, I, my, my favorite, my buddy, man, he was my buddy. Big freaking black Labrador. And I'll tell you, at the end, he couldn't walk. 
think, could he go down or up? He could come downstairs, but he couldn't go up them. Ugh. And he was very good at, you know, going down to the basement door when he had to go to the bathroom and whatnot. And at the end, he's just sitting there in his own mess, you know, and it's like, I felt so bad. But it's just like watching this guy. Right. There, there's no doubt in my mind that this guy has been found in his own mess before. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you figure the guy's doing like four-day work weeks, like pretty much every week on Friday, there's the video of him wandering off to uh, to Delaware. And it's, it's just, it it, 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 it it drives me insane that, you know, I wake up every day and, and what we do to prepare for these shows is you have to scour the information. Right. And the amount of evil that is permeating our country right now, it's just beyond anything I've ever seen before. You know, for to, to allow... For these other people, these ancillary people, he's got a pretty big family. Right. You know, for them to allow him to be embarrassed like this for the last legacy that this man's going to leave. He's a, he was a bad man anyway. Right. But, you know, this is just beyond the pale. And Fetterman, the same way. Feinstein, the same way. Leahy, all of them, man. This is this is so bad. And, and, and then you see teenagers, 50 teenagers beating up old people. In a right. mall. I mean, this is just, and it, it's just, it's, it's on and on and on. You, you have the, the drag queen indoctrination and the transgender mutilation savagery. And we need God, man. That's all I can say. Well, we were talking say. about that yesterday. I think, I think more and more people are discovering like, it's time to go to church. Let's start doing, you know, some faith-based pro programming, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, God's the way to get us through this. Oh, Jesus. oh Jesus. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Wayne's bag is like they're talking God. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. That's right. I don't know what else what, what if if you would have heard what I was I was outlining all of the evil things that are going on around us. And, and at lot. the end of that rant, it's like, where else do you go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Well, and it's funny too, if you look at like this Trump stuff, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. It sounds like the New York DA like dismissed the grand jury today without doing anything. Uh, but even we though they were have a witness, uh, they were supposed to have a witness, but it sounds like they dismissed everybody in the last half hour or so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's the heat, but here's the thing every American should look at the politic politicization of our legal system and just be mad. He got it. And he got the left call. isn't because it's not coming after them, you know? <laughs> yeah, he did. He got a phone call. Uh, you know, oh, hey, I I'll tell you, though, you know, something to think about. Um, and I hate to have to do this every single time I come on here. And my, my every time I talk, I talk about this. With the train? No, the enemy inside our wire. Right. You know, think of, think of this would be a Republican or conservative DOJ or, or DA. Right. Bring in an indictment against Barack Obama. Now, let's keep the race out of it. Bring an indictment against Hillary Clinton like this. The right. entire Democrat Party would be on the front steps Hell of yeah. the Capitol, and they would have a rally after rally after rally, and they wouldn't have to call for violence. And you know what? It would just automatically happen. You said a couple of days ago, uh, quite eloquently, uh, <laughs> that the representatives should be protesting and yes you bringing this today with couple with that i understand exactly the direction that you're talking about i do because you're right the dem if the democrat if this was happening to the democrat the democrat party 
they would have walked out of Congress. They would have put on type some type of show. They would have been in front of the camera morning, noon, and night. Exactly. You are one hundred percent correct, and that's what. And but then you go back to something that we've been saying for the last twelve years, t- um, ten years, is that these people don't know how to fight. I, <laughs> I said I don't know how to fight, and, and it I shows mean, you there's a uniparty. Right. Right. I disagree. They know how to fight. They don't want to fight. No, they know how to fight when it's another Republican. I, I don't right. think they know. When it's no, another Republican, no. they do. They'll, they'll 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 take another Republican and run him right out of office. Okay. You know, it, but when you go up against the Democrats, they're not there. You know where they were? They're down in Orlando at a retreat. Right. Every every one of them should be on the steps. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's yeah. a damn shame. It's a damn shame when the president of Mexico defends Trump better than John Cornyn. Right. Well, here's the thing to realize. Yeah. Republicans don't like MAGA. They look at us. I mean, honestly, they look at us as deplorables. They just know or think that we have to vote Republican because the Democrats are so bad. And I think if you get us an establishment candidate this time, they're going to be in for a big surprise. If they do think of us as deplorables, then that means that they bought into the Democrat, um, the Democrat uh, definition, you know. Right. So yeah, that, I mean that's they're doing what their donors want them to do. Yeah. Well, and even just look at the influencers that are on Team DeSantis. You know, like they work in things like oh, you know the the never or the always Trumpers just aren't very educated and they aren't very, it's like, dude, just calls trailer park. Like that's okay. You know, what does educated mean? Right. Yeah. You don't know how to, you don't know what a woman is. Is that educated? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's time to take our narrative back. We need to turf those people out. The people that are in the Republican party that are not up in arms right now, because see, this isn't about Trump, right? This is about our country. If a political party can take January 6th and COVID right. and make it a one-party system, right. America's over. Right. I mean, we'll still be here, but this show won't. No, no, this show won't. And, and They'll won't. take us out. They'll take us right out. They're not going to put up with this. It's funny. I was uh, There was a thread going in some uh, on a liberal, um, liberal commentator, and they're talking about how, oh, we finally got Trump, that kind of thing. And I'm like, don't you find it at all odd that like Trump's the first president that's being prosecuted after he left office? Like no other president in the history of presidents has ever done anything. And and it was funny, somebody clipped a meme, I should have saved it, and it's like showed the number of prosecutions of administrators. And it's like Obama in eight years had one, Trump in four years had like 260. And I'm like, I don't know if that proves corruption or if that proves you're just not pro- like seriously. Only one person in eight years of the Obama administration ever broke. Yeah, you know. but and you know what too? That um, I remember I remember doing a story about the people in the Obama White House, his cabinet members. They um, all together they were like eight eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in owing taxes or whatnot. Right. <laughs> Eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like federal employees, same yeah. thing, right? Yeah, and I was like, "Wow!" And nobody saying nothing. Just like, just like um, they finally got him after he became president. But they, but they knew it before. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go back to the two thousand and eight um, election, you want to talk about something stolen? 
You want to, I mean, do you really want to talk about something stolen? Barack Obama's donations that were coming in were coming from overseas. Yep. I've been saying that. We're getting infiltrated. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse, yeah. Daffy Duck, Goofy. Press laughed about it. They, they laughed about it, but it was happening. The, mm-hmm. I mean, people, he was getting stuff from Saudi Arabia type. Um, um, in, and and I know I know he came out and said, well, you know, it's small donation. Yeah, it was small donation, but it was coming in like this on the credit card. Couldn't track where it was coming from, but it was coming in ten dollars, fifteen dollars, fifty dollars. And 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 you know they got on there and oh, you're getting all these small donations. Yeah, with um with um Disneyland like type names. I see. I told you, I remember a whole lot of stuff, especially when I lose. And <laughs> I, remember, I mean, if, if I lose an argument, if I lose what I remember, I, I remember because because I want to be able to learn from it, learn from it, and also quote you if I go back <laughs> and find out that I was right. But, but you said that's what I said the other day. I take you for exact the words that you say. I ain't gonna read in that. Nope, nope, nope. I ain't your mama. I ain't your teacher. I ain't gonna read into what you say. If you say something, you better you better come straight. You better come straight because Wayne gonna take you. Man, what's going on with your camera? Yeah, I was gonna say Wayne's got to sound getting, like a I'm roller coaster. Seasick over here. <laughs> let, me, let me turn that off. You know, I was wondering that it would, would be, be all right if you wouldn't keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Like that kid on the bus. All right, there we go. <laughs> Wayne's had too Wait. much coffee today. Out of his. That's what it is. That's what Wayne it is. Free coffee. Hey, something there. else that Obama did along those same notes is he yeah. usurped all his cabinet positions. He put all those czars in, remember? He put yeah. like in a, a whole third government around him with the all these czars, the Cass Sunstein and Van Jones and all these people. I forgot to save it. Okay, so this is what I'm... Um, I want to talk about meatball. I want to talk about meatball right now. Yeah. Um, I look, listen, I I knew, I knew Ron, Ron, you don't good. Ron, you exploding homie. You, I mean, you're you think that people forget what happened at the beginning of this whole thing. And I mean, honestly, if you, I mean, because he's tried to whitewash, he's tried to just, you know, he's tried to just, He's doing what liberals are doing with the history. He's trying to get rid of it so that you don't remember it. We, but we remember yeah. stuff, and we remember what you did. We remember what you said, and bottom, we even went down to Orlando to see, and you, and and we found that dude. Man, we got down there to that airport, and there was nobody in the airport. <laughs> nobody, nobody. It was CPAC, and nobody was in the airport. It. It looked like it looked like BWI. It looked like all the other airports. There was nobody in the airport, and and places were closed because business was bad. You're saying that you were fire Fauci? Oh man, nah. this guy, this guy. You know, I, I'll tell you about him too. Think of it. Think I saw a guy put it in a different perspective that made a lot of sense. Now you're the governor of Florida, right? You're the governor. You you espouse Florida values and things like that. And you got a billionaire Florida citizen living there at some of the best real estate in the world. And some jerk off from New York City comes down to extradite him and you're not going to protect him. Right. Think about that. Forget the names. Yeah. Forget the names. 
but one of your citizens, one of the richest citizens in your Florida, in your state, and and an inner, a New York City DA is going to come into your state that you're in charge of and take your guy away on some bogus charges, and you're going to talk bad about him. Well, and to explain to people what we're talking about, so after Ron DeSantis waits two, three days to come out with a prepared statement from Paul Ryan about the Trump situation, <laughs> yesterday, I mean, approved by, like, you could have just put Paul Ryan Paul out there Rove. reading it. Yeah, Carl Rove, <laughs> any of those guys. So yesterday, it comes out that he's doing an interview with famed leftist uh, Piers Morgan, yeah. and clips start dropping, and he starts railing on Trump. And so there's only been some clips. I think it debuts on. on Thursday. Let's be. Let's do him, like we did Donald Trump, okay? Because mm. we have to be honest. Hutch, you might remember what I said. Uh, a lot of things, not taken out of context. Well, actually, they are taken out of context. But what the media did is someone would ask Donald Trump a question. And the media would take it like, take like Donald Trump's response like he brought it up. Yeah, I remember okay? you said that to him. And mm-hmm. and he said, Donald Trump said, well, you know what? You're the first person that said that to me. And you're totally right. They take whatever I say. and they, Okay, right. We're not doing that here. Pierce asked him a question and he fumbled. Yes. He fumbled with his response. He didn't just come out of nowhere and say it. He was responding to Pierce Morgan. As a matter of fact, here is uh, that left us. Scathing. They said your house trained Donald, your diet coke did his <laughs> full coke, right? You've heard all this stuff. What are the differences? Between I haven't heard that. I, I, know, I, I know him very well. I, having now spent time with you, I, I can immediately identify a few differences. But what do you think are the differences? Well, I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the approach to COVID was, was different. I mean, you know, I would have fired somebody like Fauci. Uh, I think that he got way too. He don't understand. He don't understand. He talks you know, too fast. You know, he, I mean, well, yeah, a lot of women talk fast. But, um. He said he would have fired him. No, you wouldn't. Not I don't think you were. I don't think he was able to fire him. No, you weren't. He's part of management, man. You can't just yeah. fire him. No, I mean, yep. been in the civil service for forty years, the senior executive service. What you might would have done was say your services are no longer needed. Go back to the NIH, but right. you would have fired him. Fired him from what? The NIH. Not, not only that, don't forget the short time frame that we're talking about here. Right. right. I didn't COVID didn't come until after CPAC in right. 2020 because right. I was yeah, at yeah. CPAC. I didn't go right. inside, right. Yeah. but I was outside. And when I came back, that was the last free thing I did. Right. Was right. so he only had like less than a year. Right. To right. be in charge. That went fast. I mean, we didn't all know Fauci was screwed up then yet. No, we didn't. We didn't. I was and watching him like he knew what he was talking about. And guess what? Right. So so did he. Exactly. So did he. That's why, you know what? I find it. Carl Rove told him to say that. I find it. Well, this revisionist history is epic, you know? Like, oh, I would have went back and fired him. Why didn't you say that back when it was going on? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like, you were saying other stuff. Why couldn't you say that? Like everybody in Florida get the vax and you won't get sick. I remember you saying that. That's what he said. You'll do better if you get the vax. Right. That's what he said. And and though and and actually he spoke against those that didn't get the back 
or wasn't going to get the bag. Big for his britches, and I think he did a lot of damage. Uh, I also think just in terms of my approach to leadership, you know, I get personnel in the government who have the agenda of the people and share our agenda. If you bring your own agenda in, you're gone. We're just not going to have that. So the way we run the government, I think, is no daily drama, focus on the big picture, and put points on the board. And I think that that's something that's very important. What's the big picture? You need to become a basketball coach instead of president. <laughs> the big mm -hmm. picture is, is that beating Russia? <laughs> yeah. This I guy's mean, he's getting more clowned every day. Yeah. Yep. He really is. You know, you know who else is getting clowned? Lindsey Graham. Oh my God. I saw that guy. This guy does an interview yeah. with Al Franken. Al Franken. Who does an interview with Al Franken? I mean, Lindsey Graham's terrible, man. He is freaking horrible. He wants war. I mean, he wants war with Russia. He wants war with China. It's freaking terrible. And to hear him, to <laughs> Al Franken, I couldn't believe I saw him on there. They're buddies, too. Everybody ever talking Poor about Al that? Franken. He's looking at all the corruption in the Democrat Party, and he's like, oh, I should have just hung on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. tapped out. Sierra, Saturday Night Live, Al Franken, and his dad, right. his dad on CNN. Yeah, break it, breaking news. Just like, um, just like uh, y'all said, Trump grand jury proceedings canceled for the day under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> I hey. got a phone call, homie. <laughs> He's like, it ain't working. It's not. It, it is not working. Forget right. Uh, you know. I mean, and actually, should we? Should we? Kind of. I mean, he's done something like this before. <laughs> Talking about Trump. When that Saturday morning, I told you I don't forget nothing. Saturday morning, five o'clock. They were spying on me. <laughs> yeah. Top of my phone. <laughs> they're spying on me. I told you. I did they're spying on me. He knows how to get, he knows when to not say anything, and then he knows how to get out in front. And he knows yeah. how to plan a story so he can see who's lying. Exactly. Right. Yep. yep. Does it quite well. Cohen. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. You know, when they go to arrest Trump and all of a sudden you can buy the official campaign mug shots with like the autograph Trump stuff. Like he's <laughs> like Trump is a marketer. And with all the big money leaving him going to Ron DeSantis, like I mean, this is a, this is such a gift. I mean, it sucks and it shouldn't be happening, but from a fundraising perspective, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, again, I mean, I didn't look. I don't download uh, the um, the thing to watch the whole the, um, the whole uh, the whole interview, but um, he didn't say he was he didn't say he wasn't running, and basically, if you listen to him and what he's talking about. It almost looked like he was a candidate. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, the, the Florida legislature ought to pull it, push his hand. Yeah. Right. Man, he's going to Iowa. He's going to New Hampshire. Come on now. You yeah. know, I'd beat, if I run, I'm going to run against Biden and I'll beat him. Right. You telling right. me you're not running. Right. You're running. you're running Florida. You're getting ripped off. Well, and yeah, he literally announced like five more state stops and they're all early primary campaign states. So, well, here, um, bottom line, bottom line is we see it, we see it for what it is. And, you know, we've been watching it. 
this this is just another cherry on top of cake. And actually, when I saw it, I'm like, I ain't gonna get mad at that either because that's because that's gonna take care of itself too. When they get on stage, he's gonna say some stuff like that, and Donald Trump's gonna say, "Yeah, but you closed your state, though." Right. You closed your state if you didn't believe in Fauci. Why'd you did, close your state? Did Trump go to Did Trump go to that CPAC in in Orlando? Yes. Oh, good. So he knows. He saw it. Yes. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. He was there on Sunday, as a matter of fact. Yep. He was. He was there. I, I mean, they went around. They went around. Uh, did, you, did you hear him though? About after after the first, after DeSantis's first dig about the payoffs to prostitutes, <laughs> he was like, no, no, he watched no. he watched the show, man. He wa- That's the first thing I said when I heard. I was like, damn, he was watching. <laughs> he came out and said, "Yeah, you're going to wish uh, somebody didn't accuse you, right. uh, underage students, or maybe yep. a man, maybe a man." No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Donald, 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 just wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Don't bring that one out. Don't. Oh my God, he brought the little boys out. I mean, hey, man, Rubio's lucky he didn't do it on him. Right, Rubio was in the crosshairs there for a minute. If he wouldn't have started sweating, oh my god, he, Trump's just playing with him though. It's like a little cat with yeah, a little toy, kind of bouncing yeah. around. I need this because I don't watch the NFL anymore. I need this, man. It just needs a start. <laughs> yeah, let's get him to declare. And I can't believe how people aren't more up in arms that he's trying to make the legislature change the law. Like, yeah. I don't mean to get stuck on that, but for all you hear, you have one guy, a billionaire who put his bit stepped away from a billion dollar empire, lost a bunch of money, had everything in the world thrown at him. And he's like, screw it. You're not getting rid of me. On the other side, he got some, some guy that's a paid political consultant. Who's like, well, I'm not going to resign because I would have to, you know, I'm not going to declare cause I'd have to resign. So just change the rule. So I still got a job. Like, come on, dude, here's, you're either here's in or you're out. Here's what he doesn't understand. You've got this ruling class versus the country class, right? Right. You got this ruling class and Carl Rove and Paul Ryan and whoever the hell else is behind him. Three quarters of the U.S. Congress Republicans are behind it. And they don't get how we feel. Right. We're sitting out here watching our liberty get taken from us. Not taken from Republicans, taken from us, from MAGA. And they are sitting there and they're making it look like they don't give a damn. DeSantis is out there not he's get throwing jabs at Trump when the Democrats are trying to use the ju- the Justice Department as like a Gestapo against him. He doesn't get it. Either he doesn't get it or he's not smart enough to realize that he ought to break with those with those consultants. And he nailed you, it. <laughs> and, and some of you and some of you are saying, well, Trump's throwing jabs. You, you, tr- look, but that's Trump. That I mean that that that's who he is. Okay. That's not DeSantis. That's why we love him. Keep right. throwing him. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, so at least somebody is. Right. But, you know, you're going to find out the difference between teacher and student really fast, especially if they get up on that stage. I'm telling you. And Trump also has a secret weapon in Nikki Haley. But um, we'll see. House of Cards. I'm telling you. But uh, for, those, uh, for those that are wondering, because so many people are saying, okay, y'all said that he defended uh, the vaccine and we don't know anything. We about didn't that. say that. He said it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He, I saw it on and, here. Right. And as a matter of fact, 
I'm I'm getting that video right now, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> because I want y'all to know the whole thing. You want to be an informed decision, um, informed voter. I want you to be informed voter. Okay, you need to know exactly what you are supporting. You already know about Donald Trump, and and you know his track record. You know his track record as president. Governor DeSantis yep. does not support the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. Nope. Correct. He just nope. doesn't. Nope. Shall not be infringed is pretty clear. Exactly. This is well, uh, and after all this Disney nonsense, do you see they're hosting a big LGBTQ uh event down in Disney in like a month or so? Just got approved. Can't stop that. Yeah. Can't stop that, you know. Um, Lisa Franklin says Governor Santis kissed his career goodbye guys yeah he did this is um this is something that some of you probably haven't even seen before we have and you know um, i i gotta give a shout out um wayne to you and to, to everybody doing this um if you look on wet finger there's a, an article up there about joe rogan and joe rogan comes out and says thank god for independent journalists yep. if it wasn't for us people we would be down the wrong it, we're the only thing standing in the way yep right you and know? they're trying, and they're trying to take us out. They're trying and, to cut us off at the knees. I listen to that Jay, a Jay Johnson. That was the Homeland Security, Homeland, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah, he he was talking about the insurrectionists and saying that they're going to arrest a thousand more. Every single person that aided or abetted this insurrection, this sedition, should be put in prison. That's us, right? Yeah, yeah. yep. These people are going psycho. They know they're getting ready to lose. Yep, they're and, going psycho. They they would not be doing this if we weren't effective. Exactly. Right. Yeah. If if we were just uh, a bush weevil in the wind or um, a, 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 a a bush thing, a bush tail in the wind, they wouldn't give two craps about us. But they know that we have a reach. They know that we uh, they know that we are speaking logically and with common sense, and that's something that they have been trying to get push out of the United States for the last 34 years. They don't want Americans to use common sense. They don't want Americans to think. They don't want Americans to read. They don't want Americans to research. They want Americans to listen to what they say and do what they do, eat what they tell you to do, um, uh, pray to whoever they want you to pray to. And I mean, I mean it, it should almost boggle your mind. It, Actually, it should burn a hole in your brain when that happens because your brain should be, this shouldn't be happening. Right, this shouldn't right. be happening. There is no way that, I mean, okay, I know how we felt about the vaccine. Most of us were telling people, we ain't, we ain't going to get no vaccine. We, we ain't gonna, now, if you want to get it, you can get it. Go we for it. Yep. We ain't getting it. I ain't getting it. Now, I understand children, wives, they... You know, their jobs and stuff. We pray for them every night when they go to uh, sleep and we pray for them when they get up because we don't know what this, the, uh, the vaccine and his four brothers are going to do. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the, the boosters. The, the boosters. Don't know what that's going to do. Yep. But, but you know what it's not going to do? It's not going to protect you from COVID. No, right. it's not. It's not. And, and say it again. He said it's not going to protect you from COVID. So that's their first lie. Right. But a certain governor, if he was supposed to have been all educated and researched different things, he never would have said this. 
now where a lot of the folks who are not taking it, it's accessible to everyone, it, they have different reasons for why they don't take it. And I think that the more they're hectored by government officials or some of these folks, that is not gonna, gonna get them to yes. I can tell you that right now. I think, I think these are folks that, that have skepticism of authorities. Uh, I think they have different reasons why they may not do it. I don't think most of them think COVID is a hoax or anything. I think that they understand. Some of them are very young and healthy and they're making the calculation that, that they'll likely be able to handle it. And I understand that too. But as you're trying to reach some of these folks, I think it's important to just be honest with them about, about the risks. Of, of COVID, if, there are, if they are in a less risky category, you should just be honest with that and not try to scare people into taking it, which a lot of these authorities have done. They see that, and I think that they're, they're very keen on that. So what my view has always been is these vaccines, and you can look at the EUAs, there are occasionally some side effects. But if you're 70 years old, man, the benefit is so much better than, than worrying, worrying about some of that. It's not even close. You know, as you, as you get talking about young kids, Parents going to look at that and maybe make a little bit different calculation, and that is fine. But just understand where we're at, understand the, the benefits, particularly folks who may have health conditions or who are a little older. Uh, and I can tell you the data has been very strong. If the data wasn't strong, then we would have to acknowledge that to people, and I would be the first to want to do it. But the data has been really strong when you have these upticks, uh, it's affecting for things beyond cases, it's affecting in a clinical way people almost entirely who are unvaccinated. I also am not, Lie. I've never been driven by the case counts because you have people who may test positive now, we know who, who are vaccinated. And so they'll be positive, <laughs> but they're almost entirely not gonna get a serious illness. And so to me, it's about preventing the illness, <laughs> not a positive test. He talked too much, man. Uh, he said way too much there. He doesn't know what he's talking about, it's clear. He said way too much and didn't say nothing. Yeah. Yep. Except for he trusts he, he trusted the vaccine. And, and almost all cases are unvaccinated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that that's that's Ron. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a certain por portion of it. I'm gonna try to get that too, where um, he went a little bit further. I want to make sure that y'all hear that too. Yeah, that wasn't the one I heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it looks like they've tried to scrub it because it's hard to find it. Yes, that's how it works. It's hard <laughs> to find it, and I know that we used to have it, and I and I, I got rid of it. But uh, so you got the fuck. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> no, I see that Fox and Friends clip down there, and I was like, "Oh, can I play this one?" <laughs> the boys are like ready to cry. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me throw this up quick. So this was Fox and Friends this morning. Just watch the co-host like Ainsley's face as they're describing the pole shift. It's like the greatest. And maybe thing Atlanta ever. comes forward, or maybe the Mar-a-Lago case goes forward. And what they're doing in Washington D.C. on January sixth, <laughs> uh, right now, Donald Trump is dominating the news cycle. According to the New York Post, he's loving it at Mar-a-Lago, saying hello to everyone, <laughs> feeling like he's on top of the world, uh, looking forward to it because he sees the numbers. Maybe he saw the morning consult poll, which has him on top of Ron DeSantis, fifty-four twenty-six. But he also should know too at a similar time uh, when Obama was running against Hillary Clinton. She also had a 20-point lead, a similar time to uh, uh, in 2016. Ugh. Mm. Those faces, they're like, 
oh my gosh, what's going on? And then do you notice how they shift to Trump's leading by a ton? But it really doesn't matter. Like, let's go back. was too, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. That's that's a that's a real shame. Yeah. At one time, there were some good people over there, and they're still there. They they just had to sell out, and it's uh it's sad. You know what? You know good. what? I think, I think um, Australian network. I think that's who they've been. I think that's who they've always been. You're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, you know, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Yeah. I went from Ben Carson to Donald Trump because of watching Brett Bear. Right. I watched them live night after night after night because I went to like five of them rallies and stuff. And it's like, no, that's not what happened. You can say whatever you want, but there was, there was more than 30 people there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you couldn't get a parking spot. I mean, you know, you're lying. My thing the establishment was- rallied around Trump to get elected. You know, I don't know if they ever thought he'd get elected, but it's just kind of like now they're all down on Trump when Trump gets a nomination. You know I don't I mean? think. I don't think they rallied around him until after he beat Cruz. They thought it was well, going to be I mean. a circus. They thought yeah. it was going to be a media boom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they supported him. They supported him for the clicks. Yeah. But then once and he actually won, they're like, well, we can't speak out against him. So right. we kind of have to support. And that's why they kind of did a lot of lukewarm support. And that's what will happen this time when Trump disposes of DeSantis. Uh, and, and I'll say the way this is going, DeSantis has done the last like 14 days so bad. Like there's a chance he might not declare. Right. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the same I'm thing. Like yep. I am too. Like that too. But he still would get in trouble legally either way. Um, right. Based on that brief that was put out, he's still going to get in trouble because of what he's done already. Oh, he's stupid. You know, right, I, right, right. Somebody in his office didn't tell him. And, you know, they probably got pissed off. Or no, he probably got pissed off, and they're probably sweeping the floors and wiping toilets right now. But they weren't – I mean, he wasn't told about the legality of uh, 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 going and flying and writing a book and stuff because usually when you do write that book, and stuff, you come out and you, hey, guess what? I'm going to run. Maybe a week later or something, I'm going to run. You don't hang on to an office like that. You're not running for senator. You're not running for uh, um, the House. You're running for the president of the United States. And you know, mm-hmm. after the after the midterms, I remember listening to this obscure candidate that I never heard of before, Republican that lost. And that money that they get that they give you from those funds, those packs, they have big strings attached. Oh yeah, always. He, he came mm-hmm. out and he said, "I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Yeah. I knew what to do. I knew what to do to win." But they mm-hmm. said for me to have this ad money, I had to shut up about this and this, and I could only talk about this. And that dumbass DeSantis is self-destructing because he's listening to that. Right. Um, he has to. He has to because look, we call the dude ain't rich. The dude right. ain't rich. The dude dude ain't rich, and um, uh, he was struggling basically in his own state to um, to be a representative. Right. Right. That's why he decided. Okay, well, you know what? I want to be governor. Uh, President, President Trump, can you help me? I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, you know, I see the numbers. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's but, honest, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Let me um, 
we did a roundtable with some eminent scientists and medical researchers, and the data that's coming in on this is showing for healthy kids uh, very little benefit in terms of what the vaccine is doing, and that's weighed against the fact that they're at very, very low risk. If you look at uh, teenage boys between 13 and 18, there's been an increased uh, signal for things like myocarditis. There's other things that people are uh, are trying to come to grips with. There's going to be a lot more research done, um, but you know, one of the studies that was looked at to approve the Pfizer vaccine for, for young people found no hospitalization and death in the vaccine arm, which is good but they found no hospitalization and death in the placebo arm either. And so they're very low risk for this. We, of course, oppose mandates in terms of, uh, of this and have barred mandates in Florida. But you know, I've had a lot of parents come and ask just saying, hey, is this something I should do? You know, I got a five-year-old, I got a six-year-old, and it's their choice. They can do what they want. Uh, but I think what Florida's uh, guidance uh, reflects is the latest research on all of this. And you know, CDC, with all due respect, you know, they have not followed the science throughout all this. They've done a lot of political science. They, they are stopping, they, they've changed the guidance in like the last week or two with no change in underlying data. They just did it more for political purposes. And so uh, I would, uh, we, we are not just gonna follow the CDC in the state of Florida. I think a lot of people have lost confidence in the CDC. Uh, and I think that's a huge majority of Americans that have lost confidence. So it doesn't mean because they say it, we won't do it. We're gonna do it on our own, but clearly the fact that they say to do it is not gonna be enough. We're gonna do our own stuff. And so I think the Surgeon General was um, really concerned just that this was something that was being pushed on people. Um, and you should, you have your right to make your own decision for your kids and we're not gonna interfere fear in that in any respects, but weighing the costs and benefit, a lot of virtually every one of those experts we had today said probably didn't make sense, and I think that's probably um, uh, the, the right way to view it. No, it's not sending a missed message. It's what it's doing is what's really been lacking from the very beginning of this pandemic with how the medical establishment, the bureaucracy, people like Fauci have responded to it. There needs to be nuance because you have to understand COVID is dramatically more risky for someone that's 85 than it is for someone that's five. And so how you would approach vaccinations of seniors, which we really worked hard to get very early on and did well in Florida on that, versus how you would view all these things with kids, school closures, masking, all this stuff, you need to view it against the backdrop of what the risks are. So some of the researchers we had today were big proponents of elderly, high-risk people getting uh, the COVID vaccination. But they said with kids, the calculation is different. So it's not saying to, to tell them uh, uh, to, to do this in like a broad way of saying this is never good for anybody. No, not at all. But when you have very low-risk people, um, there's I'm going to find that video. Governor DeSantis speaks at the Strawberry Festival. What's up with the barbershop quartet and the red jackets behind it? <laughs> yes. My man, he said a whole lot and didn't say nothing, man. You know, and the chat's lighting up, too, looking at, like, hey, how do I uh, send you guys videos or that kind of thing? Uh, Wayne at WayneDupree.com. <laughs> or you can uh, or you can drop us to drop a link to us through, like, Twitter or something like that in the in the messages but yeah everybody's like volunteering like i got a video i got a video thank you jay i mean just just throw it out there boy nobody sent me no bad pictures either right. the nigerian guy for, with the money 
<laughs> hey, I got two Prince emails. I'm never going to have to work again because the Nigerian Prince is going to help me. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, um, the video the video that we've been looking at, uh, the one that has been taken down, I don't know where it is, uh, basically. But, I mean, DeSantis basically was def- um, defending it. Uh, saying that it worked and that, I mean, he, man, he, he was lighting it up and I was like, wow. Yeah, he really was. It wasn't like those two. No. no. And they scrubbed it. That is what happened. They Guaranteed. scrubbed it. They scrubbed no it. But that's all right. I, that's I all right. We saw it. Yeah. Yeah. We saw it. We, I mean, we, you know, you ain't going to do it. You ain't going to, you ain't going to um, cut our voices off like that. Okay. With that said, let me. Um, you know, every every Friday we give you uh, uh, a time off, actually, because we're like we want you to decompress and start researching and trying to find things on your own and um, get away from the computer and do your thing. Um, some of you might be overwhelmed by the digital world. Uh, it's and that's I mean that they have a word for it. It's called digital overload. Um, digital overload basically is by using technology devices like cell phones, uh, computers, TV. Uh, you're exposed to more sensory data than you're able to process in this day and time. Uh, you might even ex- uh, exhibit like symptoms of danger. Uh, the symptoms of danger overload, anger. Uh, anxiety, eyesight issues, uh, trouble sleeping, mood swings. Um, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you you got to get up and walk away from it uh, because there's a lot of things going on in this country, uh, government-wise, political-wise, and it's enough to make you go back crap crazy. Okay? Uh, and we were talking about it the other day. You don't see a whole lot of protesting on the streets anymore. They've scared us. They've scared y'all. They've scared American people. They've scared them. Uh, I don't know with the, I don't know whether that's a good thing or bad. Well, I know it's a bad thing because the DNA of the American people, you're fighters. You're supposed to be fighters. But that, but but the government has relegated you to computer complainers. Yeah, uh, keyboard terrorists. <laughs> Basically, uh, this needs to happen. I wish I was there. You're a racist. You're. A... It's easy to type all that stuff when somebody knocks on your door, shows up at your door. You say what again? Yeah, and you know, I you know, I haven't had my medication today. I'm just I'm off. You know, bottom line is sometimes you just gotta get get up and walk away from the computer. Shut it off. I was watching a I was watching a show the other day. The uh, as a young lady, her, her her relatives were putting her through an intervention because she couldn't put down the phone for a night. There's a lot of people like that. Seventeen minutes in, she had to pick her phone back up. 17 minutes in, she had because they figured, Hutch, they figured they're missing something. 
they figured that they're missing something, Jay. It's, it's like, it's like if I don't, if and I gotta respond, I gotta let people know. Social media, you're I'm not. So, I'm so glad I grew up without it. Yes, we were better. Seriously, there's people that are there's we people that will that. never have that. We were there's better with that. There's right. people that will never have that. Right. And they're adults. Pandora's yep. box. Pandora's box. You can't put it back in now. No. I mean, it, I'm on the dice cast, March 15th. Unless uh, you're in Russia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a rinse and, re rinse and replace. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not really getting rid of it, but that's a rinse and replace. Have but, the, uh, vodka, the vodka phone. <laughs> <laughs> After they're done building the railroad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are they, put, are they gonna put tracks on that new bridge? Yeah, there you go. I, I gotta say, I always joke that I take notes. Like Hutch will say something, and be like, "Oh, I gotta look that up later." Yesterday's was my wife was watching the show, and she's like, "You guys were laughing so hard about the train thing," and I'm like, <laughs> "You don't know the details about what happened to Chinese Americans when they built the trains." So last night when we were watching on YouTube, we went and found some videos, and she's like, "Holy cow! How does everybody not know this?" <laughs> And the way that he does it, it's just... <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. It was I really had to go horrible. Back and watch it last night too, and and I look and I busted out because I was making a video with it. I was like, I was laughing as hard as I was. <laughs> right. I, I was, was getting, like, I was getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hurt himself over there, right? Because, because he said, because he started out just like. No, I ain't gonna say it. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I, and that he did that, ladies and gentlemen. The all time, the all time, the all time quote from Hutch Bailey Jr. should have been should have been about Uma Abdi. <laughs> She'll tell. She'll tell. I don't. I wonder whatever happened to her. Oh my god, he and when Hutch comes up with it, he's serious, but it just comes right off. I mean, it just right. you know, he he was talking about you know, because uh, Mueller was going through the uh, uh, Mueller was trying to get Hillary Clinton, and you know, he had to talk to the people that were working on Hillary Clinton, uh, the staffers and stuff, and Uma Aberdeen was one of them. Go ahead, Hutch. Well, it was like you need you needed a little bit of evidence, man, and nobody, I'm like. Come on, you guys, you're supposed to be the FBI. You know how to do this. You take right. this woman. I mean, her mom ran the Muslim sisterhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, published the paper. She's married to a Jewish dude. Uh, come on, now. You take her and put her in the questioning room. And then you bring, bring two agents, two special agents. Special Agent Goldberg and Special Agent <laughs> Rosenstein. And you give them both, give one uh, some bagel and cream cheese. Give the other one a pastrami sandwich and go in there. She'll talk. She'll right. be there five minutes with these dudes and she'll come out like Joe Valachi. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This is the greatest. You can't pretend. They're trying to make you pretend. Right. You're trying to make you pretend that Muslims marry Jews. Right. right. They, right. Don't, they don't do that. They and don't do that. They somebody don't. Somebody had to sign papers for that to happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're right. So had to sign At papers. The mosque. At yep. the mosque. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look, when he said, when he said, 
that Uma would come out singing like Joe Valachi, boy. I was like, that that's boy, that is Hall of Fame stuff right there. Our twins again. Yeah, he does, Red. He, I mean, he really I, I'm serious, boy. Um that I mean they love you all. Thank you, Shirley. See, before yeah. we got all serious, before before Wayne <laughs> started started interviewing presidential candidate billionaires, <laughs> before we used to have a lot of fun on the show. <laughs> but they weren't deplatforming anybody back then. Yeah, no, 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 man. We look, we had we had run of the mill, boy. You you made Debbie Peer fans, man. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, look, you another one. I'll tell you another one. I don't know if you're going to remember this or not, Wayne. What is that? I mean, this isn't X-rated or nothing, but it's a little nasty. We were at CPAC. Yeah. Right? We're at CPAC. And in CPAC on Radio Row in the Gaylord, you got a long hallway. Mm -hmm. Very, very long hallway. All the way down. Yeah. With all kinds of different conference rooms off this hallway, the main, main hallway. Had the same carpet for 20 years. And on both sides of this, there's radio stations set up. Mm -hmm. Radio Road, Media Road, they call it now. It's like climate change. It's not global warming anymore. Right. So we're sitting there at our booth with our backs up against the wall. Mm -hmm. He's got a big curtain thing behind him. I forget what it said that time, but it was like a CPAC thing for the Wayne Dupree show or something. And this dude comes up, right? We had this guy um, that worked with us, uh, a couple of Italian dudes named Vito. And, um, and one of them brings, it was a Vito and Vito show. <laughs> one of them brings this guy to talk to us, right? And he's yeah. a veteran. He's an Iraq war veteran. Yeah. And his story is, which I didn't believe it at the time. I didn't either. I have, I interviewed him later. And he only, he, he said that he had PTSD and that the government cured him by giving him ecstasy. And I'm like, dude, I get the, get, <laughs> get out. Yeah, that, yeah. that don't work. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I was at the time. This dude stands in front of us. I mean, he's right like, He's right here, man, right yeah. in front of us. Right there. Yep. And holds his Johnson. Right in front of us. Yeah. Didn't, didn't let go. <laughs> right and, and Wayne was like, Wayne was like, uh, dude, you think I don't see that? <laughs> no, I'm like, it was it was it was a very, very touchy moment, man. It was, <laughs> it was weird, boy. It was I was looking at him like <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm looking I, for a back I, door. I, I'm trying to get out. I, I, I I swear before whatever is holy, he went like that. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, nope. And that was the day before he had hand sanitizers or hand wipes sitting around all the time. <laughs> and, we're like, the, and we're at the Gaylord. Yeah, right. right. We were at the Gaylord, you know. But I was like, I mean, the conversation was just going. I know. And he, was, he had his hand there. His hand. <laughs> and it, it wasn't a brief encounter it was a grab right <laughs> he didn't do an itch it was a freaking job no, it was a hole it's a grabbing hole yeah it's, <laughs> it was a grabbing hole it, look it wasn't even stopping for us it was a grabbing hole <laughs> it was stunning it was man it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah i remember that that's that right. he messed his boy up yeah yeah it got him oh my goodness you man, you you brought back man memories, boy. <laughs> memories, nothing more Jesus. than memories. Jesus, yeah. I mean, but then again, you know, <clears throat> we're men too, and uh, we used to sit at CPAC. 
I'm telling you, man, it was like a circus. We were animals behind it, behind the red room. That's what it felt okay? like. We were the animals. But like we, the we were watching humans. Yeah. <clears throat> man, they had a whole lot of models walking through there, boy. I mean, you know, we were, yeah, so what happened is President Bush. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remember this one? Seb. Seb. Oh, yeah, Gorka, yeah. Yeah, Gorka. Yeah. He unfollowed me too. Um, Sebastian Gorka unfollowed me, which is crazy because that, uh, that I was getting ready to call him Bass, but I'm not going to do that. He, he told us a, a couple times he was, he was going to come on the show and we scheduled him and he went ghost. So, you know, we talked about him on the show. <laughs> yes. We talked about him. And he unfollowed me. So I was like, okay, well, when I start seeing him doing those commercials on Fox News. You about, see him getting in bed with a suit on? <laughs> He's going to catch some Z's in a suit. Then right. He's take the blazer off. I was like, man. Doesn't everybody sleep in a suit? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, I just came from the gym. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> you, you, got, you got on your vest and you're like, yeah, I just came from the gym. Everybody. What was the... um. Was the product what type of pill? It was a pill. Factor. Relief, oh, relief factor. Yeah. yeah, relief factor. I didn't know Joe Piscopo was so damn old. Oh, well, he looks old. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, yeah, he look. You know what? It's it's um it's strange watching people that you had watched for a long time. Oh. You hadn't seen it for a long time, and then all of a sudden they pop back up and they look old as hell. Man, all I right. saw something. I saw something scanning the wires this morning. Dick Van Dyke's still alive. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. I'm like, damn! I thought he died in the '80s sometime. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. my mom, my mom is 96. So yeah, he's 97. The Dick Van Dyke Show. I don't even know how he didn't hurt himself falling over that chair. The Dick yeah. Van Dyke yeah. Show. You know? <laughs> couldn't try that today. No, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's when television was. Man, I used to like the way all the shows were connected. I like the way all the shows were connected. Yeah. Like Gomer Pyle and Petticoat Junction and right. Green Acres. And they were all, they all knew each other. Gomer Pyle. I got to say, when we go visit the father-in-law, he always, he has the oldies channel on. So it's like, sometimes you get a little Andy Griffith. Sometimes you get a little match. Sometimes you get a little gun smoke. And it's like, there used to be some good TV. You know, um, <laughs> I used to watch, I used to watch Gomer Pyle. And uh, you know, like on Saturdays when you really didn't have nothing to do, and you sitting down there, you watching the thing, and all of a sudden, get their greatest hits, and um, they tell records. Jim Neighbors got up there. Now Jim Neighbors all week going, "Golly, surprise, surprise, surprise!" The on green, Saturday, like, green grass of home. Oh yeah, amazing grass. <laughs> I was like, "Who's singing for him? That, that's him. That's Jim." No. I remember as a that. voiceover. As a voiceover. But then, you know, later on, we found he was fruity. <laughs> and that changed everything. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm still trying to get over Rock Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was strange too, because he 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 exhibited the man on TV. He did, man. I'll tell you, yeah. what, one of the shows I liked him in was McMillan and Wife, him and Susan yeah. St. James, boy, with yeah. that with that big football jersey on. Woo. 
and you know all the loves well not love scenes but all the beautiful oh, yeah. romance scenes he had with Doris Day and in the movie. Faking. And then the next thing you know, he's on People Magazine. I remember it. Go, man! I'm, I, I was working in the supermarket at the time, and he was he looked so sickly. I was like, "That's Rock Hudson, right?" I mean, Rock Hudson was Superman to us. He was, yeah. you know, he was like big old shoulders up here oh, and everything. Yeah. And just, man, he looked he looked like he was seventy five pounds. He looked like he looked like he was at the edge of death's gate. Oh, that's Rock Hudson. And then I was like, okay, I got to read this. Usually I'm in the King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and stuff. I read the story on it. How did how did you do that? He's, his code word was musical. Huh. His code word to get young boys and, 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 and men, get other gay men at, at parties and stuff, is he musical? That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> We've now got. We yeah, need to go to the uncensored show. <laughs> I, I, you know, I read the stories. Like, is he musical? <laughs> oh, right. Wow! Wow! They got yeah. Got hit by a sugar truck. <laughs> we used to say that. We we say that in. Um, <laughs> I used to be like, hey, they got diabetes. No, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Different yeah. sugar. But why you say sugar? Tinkerbell, you know how to, uh, every Sunday night when she and, and she, <laughs> the wonderful world of color. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, dude. yeah. So a lot of people in our uh, government Tinkerbells. Okay, so um, that's why they get there. Yeah, and they are taking man. Yeah, okay. So bottom line, going going back to the bottom line. Uh, Decide that you are going to step away for a little bit. It's okay. It's necessary. Things aren't going, I mean, you aren't going to miss anything. Because with a 24 news cycle, think about it. 24 news cycle, 24-7 news cycle, it'll be back around next hour. That's something that I used to um, find out about radio when I was young. I used to have this little transistor radio, right? And uh, I used to it didn't hit me until one day when I heard this song and I wanted him to play it again. And then the next hour came around the same time, the next hour, the song played again. And then the next hour, the song played again. I was like, hmm. Wow. That's why Rush Limbaugh got out of being a DJ. Gotcha. Because you didn't get to pick what played. Yeah. Some of those radio stations ran themselves, basically, because the tapes would be sent in from from um, different things. So you won't miss anything. The 24 News 7, and plus they lie to you anyway. Why would you want to, you know, right, right, you know? Well, and I think the other thing too is when you are online, like make it make it value added, if that makes sense. So if you're on there, instead of just like complaining about stuff, share an article, drop some, you know, drop somebody a note, send a message like, hey, thanks for your work, that kind of thing. I, I think... For those of us who spend too much time, like, you know, there's a new digital battlefield and it's easy to get stuck in there just complaining. But I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. It doesn't cost money if you're going to spend the time beyond there anyways, you know. Mm. Okay. You don't think so? No. 
you get hooked, man. Come on, you know, you get hooked. We get hooked. We get hooked on there, and it's like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I can barely look at my screen because my eyes are so watered, you know. My wife would not let me do that. 9, 30, 10 o'clock, we're in bed. (laughs) Put the phone down. Well, I mean, you know, you got a spouse. (laughs) I I ain't got nobody. Uh, and I ain't looking so is that me. the problem we need to solve? I ain't, looking for, I ain't looking for nobody. Oh! Nope, I ain't looking for nobody. Because uh, then we'll have her in the kitchen. <laughs> Maybe the cookbook would get done. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I need to, I need to, uh, I need to get some writers. If 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 you want to write, check with me. Send, send me that email to what's the email again? Uh, uh <laughs> Rodney Allen Rippy Wayne at WayneDupree.com. If y'all want to write, send, send me an email and let me know that you want to write. Yeah, we got the Washington Engager up, so uh, we're looking, we're looking to get some writers on that. Uh, what uh, entertainment, it's crime, what world type of material stuff? Contact, let me know. Uh, you know, I mean, if if you can't make it to city council, write some stories. Yeah, write some stories. Uh, let's see. Okay, Jay, what have you been working on? Uh, well, I am eagerly anticipating this afternoon with the Fed announcing what they're going to do for interest rates, and I've been kind of all over this bank thing and deep diving. They're projecting that the Fed originally was going to release an interest rate increase of 0.25 to 0.5%, which would slow down inflation, uh, but probably only to like the 4 or 5% level tops. But then that would create the bank crisis to grow exponentially, and that could trigger a bank collapse. The other option is, is that they leave rates the same or lower them, which would mean inflation probably creeps back up to that 7% that we were uh, that we were looking at, but that pushes off the bank collapse. So, yeah, I, between that and Ukraine, I mean, Bakhmut is uh, hanging on. A, it's barely hanging on, it looks like. So between those two. And then uh, the other thing that I've been digging into is the information coming out with the Putin G uh, summit was really... I mean, they have created an economic alliance where they're going to be trading like petrodollars done. They're trading in the Chinese currency. Mm-hmm. Right now, the countries represented are 40 percent of the world's population. Mm-hmm. And they're all using Russia for their natural resources. And then the technology's coming out of China, but they're getting India. And I mean, all, all the a ton of countries they are even going into Africa, getting them them soaked in and then what was funny and i should have grabbed a clip on it but i was watching the press conference yesterday where john kirby was talking about it um old kirby yeah old kirby and then it was it was funny and i should have clipped it so i apologize we you can go back and find it there but he had a he had a spot where they they actually submitted like a 12-point peace plan that putin and g talked about and kirby said there's no way we're going to accept the chinese chinese peace plan and it was just like you guys just want us to go to war. Like this is ridiculous, That's- and and uh, so yeah. So I I think I think the Ukraine and the bank thing. Like I'm surprised they haven't blown up already, but I think I think it's coming here in the next couple of days. 
literally. So that's what I'm working on. And I'm lucky my wife's got a couple days off. So uh, I get to hang out with uh, with Mrs. Jen here. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. What you working on, Hutch? Well, I think the along the lines of, of what Jason's saying, that the Ukraine war <clears throat> is part of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Yep. If you look at a map and you look at the countries that are aligned with the World Economic Forum and those that are not, it's the same map that just that Jason was just talking about. And it, it's three quarters of the landmass of the world is on the other side. Uh, and even on our side, you have Canada and the United States, but you have South America that's on the other side. Mm. So you've got a growing uh, alliance against us. And we did win, we did win a, a battle in the World Economic Forum. A lot of people don't realize, and we haven't really focused on this for a few months, uh, but the Netherlands is the world's second leading food producer, second only to us, which is one of the things that protects us from a nuclear strike, by the way. Mm. Uh, but the Netherlands is number two. And what the World Economic Forum was doing through their government was closing down thousands of Dutch farms. And they just had a lead up to an election and an election where the farmers went ballistic. Mm-hmm. And there was a great reset setback. The government party demands adjustments to the green agenda after farmers win Dutch elections. So that's a, that's a plus. That's a real plus, and we need to take advantage of it and crush this World Economic Forum. You know, um, I'm finding a whole lot of, um, you know, like I said earlier, we need to find other things to do and stuff. I've been looking for a whole lot of nature-like type reality shows and stuff and watching people. You know, like I told you about Port Authority, uh, Port Alaska. Port Protection. Port Protection. And um, I've been, there was another show on um, <laughs> on uh, uh, Netflix called uh, uh uh, whatever it was, but um, it took people out of it took people that ne- never met, put them on teams, put them out there in the wild in Alaska, and um, uh, what's crazy, ladies and gentlemen, is the responses that I saw on Twitter. Because you know, I don't know whether y'all do this, but while you're watching something that's real and stuff, you want to go and find out. Okay, what are other people saying about it? You know, because. I'm I'm starting to like the show. I want to see what other people say. Other people on Twitter and social media, they're like, I can't believe that people are so cutthroat. I can't believe that people are so evil. I can't believe it. I was like, the show is basically is you don't have any rules. You're out there. There are groups of four. If you lose three members of your group and you're the last one, you have to try to go and join some other group. And if the other group don't accept you, your time is over. One of the groups stole another group's sleeping bags. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like army guys. To make them tap out. They did it in like 30, 30 minutes. I mean, one of the other groups was like, man, that was some Navy crap that y'all did, man. I mean, that was like Navy SEAL type of stuff. But again, the bottom line is Outlast. There we go. Levi. Levi. Yes. Yes. Y'all have got to watch Outlast. You got to. It's like eight episodes. But um, I, I said that I'll say this. Outlast is what society is without rules. There's no right. way. There's no way that you. I mean, for these people out here that are saying I can't, I can't believe that people would do that. 
You don't know what will happen if you take away the rules of society. You're going to get the crazy people. Now, certain people left. It's like, I can't, I can't play a game that don't got no morals and stuff. Bye. <laughs> See you. Have fun. But I challenge all of you. Watch Outlast. Search for it. It's called Outlast. And uh, <coughs> we'll come back. We'll come back and talk about it. But, um, it, I mean, believe me. The problem with Alaska is as soon as you step foot outside, <laughs> you become part of the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not the top of the food chain. You're, you're, you're high up there. <clears throat> That's if you're armed, you're high. Right. I was watching and I and I'm back to watching alone. I'm back to watching alone, but it just so happened that um this this season of alone, they're doing it in family members of two. So they put one in one place and they put one in the other place. They give them all um compasses to find each other. It's taking some of these people like three and four days to go 10 miles, okay? Because they're going through the thick of the the, the, the watch cut. So many people tapping out. They tapped out within a couple of hours. You know, it's like, wow. Just like you said, you step foot in Alaska. You and look, I don't care how much TV and stuff that you, you think you Grizzly Adams at home. <laughs> <laughs> you get out there in Alaska. Boy, uh, never mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I'm tapping out. I really didn't think it was going to be like this. But what did you think it was going to be like then? Either way. It's a great uh, 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 Outlast or Alone. Check out those two. Check out those. Okay. With that said, we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's our last day of the week, um, um, to be exact. But um, whatever you do, make sure that you do it in. You do it with a smile on your face. Don't have an attitude, y'all. Y'all, y'all uh, can't change anything on social media. That's that's one of the things that I wanted to say. Earlier. You you can't change anything on social media. You can't. You might be thinking that you change somebody's mind. It takes a little bit more than just putting out a tweet to change somebody's mind. You got to have a whole lot behind that tweet. You got to do some research. You know, and that's why we do the show. We add a whole lot extra than what we tweet. We add a little bit extra. We uh, because we also do some of the research for you. But like Jay said, like like Hutchins um, has said, and I've said many times, just because we research and give it to you, that don't mean it's the end end all be all. You need to do some research too. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Hutch is going green screen. Uh, yeah, look at that. Look, look at, at you. That. Yeah, you got head up against the wall, D. <laughs> 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 now look, now all you need is graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get you doing that? And can we get Wayne doing his camera thing again and just like give somebody an epileptic fit? I was getting seasick myself. <laughs> I, I, I looked down and I was like, is that me? You've been listening to the award winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. 